Oh, that music. What an intro. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the inaugural edition, the first of hopefully many episodes of Burying Fake News. This is the podcast which, as the name suggests, we give you the ammo needed to blast fake news that's spouted by mouth-breathing, knuckle-dragging, insufferable cretins who just shit up your social media. We want to stem this incessant flow of fake news that we're seeing. This is science for non-science people. This is science for you. Science for the everyman, the working class heroes, the every woman. This is for folk who know, down in their hearts, they just know that 5G causing coronavirus is bullshit and they're not quite sure of how to properly say that to the, the other people who kind of get up on their social media. There are other science podcasts that are out there that exist, but I feel that none of them are talking to you. None of them are talking to the fine people who download this show. None of them are talking to the every man, the every woman. They are talking to the affluent academic lifers. They are talking to the students and they're goody goody. They are clean. They are sterile. They connect with nobody. And I think that's a big reason as why there's such a strong anti-expert, anti-science, anti-fact rhetoric right now that we're seeing. And it's because that as a scientist, we, we kind of pride ourselves on communication. And yet all we've proved in the last 10 years is that we can only communicate with each other and less to the every man, the every woman. And that's the problem that this podcast hopes to single-handedly address or do its part to address. So just who am I? My name is Lewis. I am a Midlands-based lad originally. I studied pharmaceutical science at Salford University. Um, I also spent a year in research during that time working on a different therapies for childhood cancer. I then moved to the University of York and did a PhD in chemical biology when I'm writing my thesis. Now I work for a company where I, I head up the science department um, focusing on new medicine. During that time, I've also worked in customer services, I've worked in retail, I've poured pints, I've washed pots, I've worked about every role that exists in the warehouse, um, but it also means I know what I'm talking about, <laughs> and I interact with people who sometimes don't, and I just think, why have I got crippling debt to read a book? It shouldn't be a business, so I want to give you, our fine folk who download, the ability to basically decry, denounce, and generally smash up the degenerates who shit up your social media or a conversation in the pub where the guy in the corner will have his pint and say, oh, you know 5G causes corona, and you know it doesn't, but now you're going to know why it doesn't. And to join me in this noble quest to slay the inbred cretins, the mouth breathers, the knuckle draggers, the insufferable uh, assholes, let's call them what they are, it's my illustrious partner, my fiance, um, the only person I could ever think to have as a co-host, although in a few episodes when she quits, maybe I'll eat those words. My fiance, laugh, uh, interpreter, showstopper, all-round good egg, it's Mariella. Mariella, welcome to the show. Hi. Well, that was definitely a response. I gave you a good build, I gave you this, I gave you that, and you respond with hi. Uh, why don't you tell the fine folks... A little bit about yourself. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, well, like Lewis said, my name is Mariella. I'm Mexican national and I'm a psychologist by profession. Uh, I studied psychology at ITESO University in Mexico. And I did a lot of work in developmental psychology mostly. But I always knew my heart belonged to other fields like neuroscience so I did my MSc in Developmental Cognitive Neuroscience, which is a very long, fancy title for basically neuroscience in children. And at the University of York, which is where I met Lewis, and I've been so completely in love with this field of psychology and the research it conducts ever since. Um, I've worked in research, I've worked in education, I've worked with a lot of different types of populations. I've worked in really underprivileged uh, communities with children. I've been in, um, I've done studies in prisons. Uh, I've done early childhood centers and international schools, both in Mexico and the UK. And I'm really passionate about science and psychology in general. Um, I think, you know, psychology is a field that can sometimes be wrapped up in a lot of like hocus pocus. 
And I really think that because we work with uh, people, we should really be looking at um, scientific approaches um, and scientific methodologies. And yeah, so I I understand that we come from very different backgrounds, Lewis and I, but I couldn't be happier to be here to share this with you. Right, wonderful stuff. I'm going to go break the fourth wall here and go off script. For the fine folk out there and for everybody who's listening in, in you know, a sentence or less, what is neuroscience? Um, so neuroscience is quite like a broad term in general. It's the part of, I guess, psychology or several um, sciences that come together to study how the brain uh, impacts our emotions, our behavior, our uh, perceptions, etc. It mostly has to do with how the brain works. Well, thank you for that, Sweet. That was absolutely wonderful stuff. And thank you for agreeing to do this with me and this uh, crazy adventure that I hope to embark on. And I definitely couldn't do it without you. So today's show, we're going to be talking about um, 5G, what 5G is and what 5G is not. We're going to also then go into a quick fire round. Where we'll be addressing questions and just very simple, very quickly. Um, and then we're going to move on to what I think is my both favorite and most hated segment and that we're going to do every week i hope and it's called tweet of the week and tweet of the week is where i go and read just the most insufferable backward inbred posts on social media i vet them first these are real things they're not parody accounts it's not satirical people actually say this they believe it and we're just going to make fun and and generally laugh at them and then i'm hopefully going to be able to round off with a, a post a tweet something that's that's good for science and good for us in general and we can all have a laugh going forward finally the last part i'd like to do is is talk about what i call paper of the week paper of the week is where i try and bridge the gap between academia and the rest of the real world where i find a published paper and i explain to you why it's extremely good or perhaps why it's extremely bad the applications of it what it means for you and how it can change your life and the timeline that which we might see those changes and in future episodes, we'd also like to answer questions from you guys, the fine folk who download this podcast. Please, we'd love to hear from you. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Send it, news at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at BF News Podcast. Tweet us your questions. There's no such thing as a stupid question. We will go through them and we'll go through them in detail, what you always want to know. Why is the sky blue? We're on Instagram at Burying Fake News, Facebook, YouTube. By the time this is live, will also be up. Like, subscribe, help us sanitize the web of misinformation out there. Awesome. So, shall we get started? Yes, I suppose we should. So, <laughs> I suppose we should. Do you know what 5G is? Do you know what 5G is? Do you know what 5G how it works? What do you know about 5G, Sweeney? You know, I've heard so much about this 5G since the idea kind of rolled out to the general public, I'm guessing around late last year, maybe. To be honest, though, I don't really understand what it is or even like how it works. Um, I know China and the US are involved somehow. It's something to do with telecommunications and connectivity. And I suppose it has to do with 4G and cellular data and all that and for some reason, it's, you know, its rep has gone from bad to worse since this whole coronavirus thing started. And I'm not exactly sure why. Sounds like conspiracy theories to me. Well, you could use the term conspiracy theories or you could use the term bullshit. Both are applicable. Are you familiar with 4G or even 3G? Just the type that's on my phone, I guess. <laughs> Are you familiar with radio? Yeah. Well, you know, not the ins and outs of how it works, but I do like listening to the radio. If you're driving a lorry up and down the road, you'll have the radio on all day. If you're in the warehouse, you'll have it piping through your speakers. If you're in the office, that's what you listen to. You might have it on your phone. You might have it on in the kitchen. You'd always have your radio on, and nobody is sat in their homes thinking, God, this radio is causing my corona to flare up today right <laughs> yeah exactly 5g is radio 
oh, that's what it is. It's it's the same the same thing that radio and other things use then. Yeah, that's it. That's our podcast over to you. We'll do. We'll just wrap up there. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> it's radio. It's a certain bandwidth of radio, and it's a greater bandwidth than they've ever sort of been allowed. And by that, it means that before or currently as we know it, we'll have 4G on our phones. If we go somewhere, it's useful in between whilst we're traveling or walking from one place to another. But you wouldn't sit in your office and work on 4G. You wouldn't go to a, a public place. If there's free Wi-Fi, you'd use that preferentially over your 4G. 5G has the power to replace your modem where you'd sit at home and you wouldn't have a modem. You'd have 5G. Oh, that's crazy to think. Well, I, I guess maybe it's not that crazy, but it, it is quite a leap in technology that we've got there. I know China and you, the US got involved into some sort of, uh, you know, kerfuffle there over the legalities of 5G. Money. Why is that? Money. Money. What it always is with those pair. Money. Hmm. There's no, yeah, they'll be spying, but guess what? We all, they're all doing it. They're all just as bad as each other, and so is the UK. Just for clarity, um, you're based in Mexico with, well, North America, and you're kind of being held ransom by the president pig shit. I'm based in the UK. Um, the UK, America, China, all is bad. They're all spying on each other, and they all want to outdo each other. Um, whereas we'll sort of say, yeah, we'll get the, the Chinese in because it's cheaper. The Americans are trying to compete for that contract. Hmm. And how, it's just money related. How did coronavirus get involved in all this? Is it just the coincidence that it rolled out the same time it kind of came around? So I think that it's multifactorial. I think it comes down to people not being particularly educated or believing crap they read or someone's had it as a joke and they've taken it seriously. And I also think that not enough has been done by scientists such as us to, to denounce it. You know, it's kind of cycles back to what we said at the start is where we're saying, well, just getting someone on, t you know, oh, and today on our, on our, you know, good morning, whatever program, we're going to have this scientist and he comes in and he talks, but all he's talking to is other scientists. He's not talking to everyone else and doesn't connect. That's yeah. why they have this belief. I've seen some really insane uh, theories too. That it's like it doesn't just involve the five G. It's like the five G along with the coronavirus vaccine that Bill Gates is developing is going to control the world and you know mind control all this crap. And I think I'm I'm guessing well, it just has boy, to be. Boy, howdy! Is there a segue? So next week we're talking about Bill Gates. Um, that Bill Gates caused this or is the root of it for his vaccine. The World Health Organization did this. It came from a Chinese lab. What else is being covered next week? Oh, Disney. Someone said it was Disney. Oh, We're going to no. dispel that one because, funnily enough, they didn't do it. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't you believe? Yeah, I mean, I'm shocked right now. <laughs> but I, I think it just has <laughs> Did you not to look at the episode notes? <laughs> You know, I, I'm just shocked that Disney didn't do it. But That's a no, I didn't look at the episode notes. <laughs> no, I did not, actually. I'm, I'm here for the laughs. Yeah. <laughs> the giggles. <laughs> the bants. And that's all everyone should get away from this, is that we can provide that, even if they couldn't give a fuck about me or my field or how seriously I take my field and the, the profession of which. This is the thing, sweetie, is, you know, I'm a chemist, you know, chemistry chemist by trade. A lot of people in the past took chemistry very seriously and they treat it with respect and that's the reason why when you say it today people still treat it with respect it's been looked after no one thinks it's a fucking joke and that's what really hurts me is when i see other people who take science and they treat it as a joke and the amount of damage that can do to the reputation of science and what i work really hard to dispel you know that's what bothers me it's disrespectful it's hurtful Absolutely. And I think it really underplays all the um, fantastic work that and the trial and error that has gone into science for, you know, decades, for centuries, even to really bring positive change to the world that we can so easily undermine because it's so integrated into our daily life that we don't even notice it's there anymore. 
Um, but on a more serious note, so there's no way that this 5G connectivity, it can be linked to health issues in any way possible. At 5G bandwidth, no. So when we're talking about 5G, we're talking about radio, right, or radio waves. And this is where you might need to be a bit of an interpreter for the people at times and slow me down if I get ahead of myself. When we're talking about radio waves or any kind of electromagnetic spectrum, we're talking about just that, electrons. Sometimes we think of electrons as these little things that orbit a nuclei, and sometimes we think of them as these crazy waves. Well, they're actually both, and it's called wave-particle duality, and, and they display both the properties of a wave. It's Einstein. Yeah. The, the prop, well, not everyone's read Einstein, right? So these electrons have the property of a wave and a particle. It's the reason why we have a shadow. Uh, it's the reason why we have static, right? Why you get a static shock. If you're pulling a mm -hmm. pump truck across a warehouse floor long enough with the wrong shoes on, you'll get you'll touch them and your hand will blow up, right? Mm -hmm. When we so think I'll about electric, for it. Yeah. well, you need to go and work. join the working class, sweetie, <laughs> right? Shit. I am the working You're class. elitist scum. <laughs> <laughs> so when we think of electrons as waves, they are oscillating up and down like a wave. And the frequency of their oscillation and the speed of how quickly they're going up and down as a wave kind of denotes their properties. And much like we have a rainbow where one light is separated into the colours, it's the same with the spectrum the electromagnetic spectrum and the difference of electrons. So do you know the rhyme for remembering the colours of the rainbow? I do not, actually. Oh, it's Roy, Roy Gabiv. Richard of York gave battle in vain. Red through to uh, violet, right? Well, that sounds quite UK-centric, so I'm not surprised now I never heard that rhyme. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, my God. And, and it's the same. I remember in year 10, I had my own numeric for mnemonic for um, the whole spectrum and it was uh, now bear in mind it was 2009 right Rambo might invade Vietnam using x-ray guns and that for me put the whole electromagnetic spectrum into place from slowest to most dangerous Rambo radio night microwaves invade I infrared V is visible light which is then also what we just spoke about separated into its constituent colors uh Using ultraviolet and x-rays, x-rays, I couldn't think of anything other than x-rays. And then the whole kind of numeric was based around x-rays. And then G-guns. So Rambo might invade Vietnam using x-ray guns. And that's radio waves through to gamma rays. With G being gamma, yeah. right? And that's the whole electromagnetic spectrum. Mm -hmm. Now, if you just sat here and blasted yourself in microwaves, well, yeah, you'd know about it. Boy, howdy, would you know about it? Look what happens to your potato when you leave it in the microwave for a minute too long, right? Oh, God, it explodes. It's a sad potato, sweetie. I know. I've had it happen more than once. Well, there you are. And it's the same reason why perhaps, you know, if you've ever been near a bonfire or a barbecue, even though there's no visible flames there, it's still really hot. That's infrared, right? Mm-hmm. And... 5G, the bandwidth we're talking about is right on the far left side of radio, which is the safest of the safe. So no, there's no way 5G bandwidth would ever cause any issues. It can't be manipulated to do so. It can't be used in any way to do so. Yeah, so on that same sort of wavelength, <laughs> um, you know, this whole idea that cell phones cause cancer are quite unfounded too. in my opinion yeah yeah there's just not enough data to suggest otherwise you know we, we we know they can cause early onset blindness because you're staring at a phone for several hours a day the same way we know that we're doing the same with the tv right yeah but they can't be manipulated so that you know you become a droid of bill gates or anything like that then no but if i did ever become one of his Next of kin, I would definitely like to be in that will. I wouldn't mind chatting with uh, Melinda Gates. I think she's pretty cool. We'll get Melinda on the show. She can be our, our guest next week. Oh, no, she can't. We've got a guest next week. I'll talk about that later. <laughs> All right. She's not allowed to be a guest next week. We've, we've already got one. 
<laughs> oh, poor Melinda. I'm sure she's really Do bummed. You know, have, you, have you heard about this? Have you read these notes? I, I have read the notes, okay. Oh, good. Right. Well, at least one of us is paying attention. <laughs> Boy, howdy. So there you have it, folks. 5G. It's just radio. It's all it ever is. It's what you've been surrounded with since, oh, gee, when was radio? It's really 1915 or so, something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, considering that, you know, it was used throughout the First World War as a main form of communication, I'd say early 20th century, if not even a little bit later, maybe. Yeah. So, definitely around there. Absolutely. That's all it is. It's just a certain little bit of bandwidth within the radio parameters, the radio frequency parameters. Nothing more, nothing less. Not corona-related at all. Despite, again, if if you're people who know that this causes corona, don't listen to this show anyway. And if they do, fuck you and don't listen to my show. No, it doesn't. We know it doesn't. But the problem is, is not everybody knows why it isn't or they know they know what 5g is but they don't know what 5g is mm-hmm. yeah yeah of course and that's what we, we kind of hope to explain on this show is we just bring clarity to ambiguous parts of our life that we take for granted because not only is radio 5g but radio is also 4g and 3g and wi-fi yeah it's given us so much in our daily life so we have to appreciate it for what it is hey. shall we move on then yes i guess we should Right, that piece of business out of the way and my missus kindly telling me, giving me the nudge. You know when you're sat in the pub and like, or you're at a party and you're having your fun, this is the first mistake you do. You try and enjoy yourself and then your missus comes over, gives you a nudge. Are you tired? No, I'm not tired. Do you want to go home now? No, I don't want to go home. Should we move on? No, I don't want to move on. I want to tell you fucking idiots. They're fucking idiots. Oh, no. I paint me as this horrible missus. I'm a really chill person, actually. I'd like to... Just point out. <laughs> All round good egg. Yeah, that, that's what I've been That's what I've got as. in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> and don't you ever forget it. Right. So now we're going to go to this, this quick fire round. This is just kind of where I thought we would have generic questions. They're going to be corona related because of the current situation we find ourselves in. It's where I've asked a few friends. I've had a few tweets out where I've said, what are your kind of... FAQs. What are the FAQs regarding Corona and sort of general health currently in our in our situation? Um, going forward, if you do have anything that you want to put in or any questions at all, send them to us. We'd love to hear from you. Burying at gmail.com. Some of them might make the quick fire round, some of them might be a bit more of a detailed discussion later on. Alright, but um sweetie, you've got the cues in front of you, or at least I hope you do, or we might have to start again. I ain't doing that. I do. I do. All right. You ready for this? I am born ready to rock, to roll, and to smash some cues. All right. So the first question that we've got is Corona sexually transmitted? That's a really good question. I love that question. No. Currently, no. However, as of recording, we might be proved otherwise. And that's the beauty of science. There have been studies where they have found the coronavirus present in semen. Um, not people who work on a submarine, but, you know, male ejaculate. And there's currently no evidence to suggest, however, that it is able to be transmitted through sex. What you've got to understand is this disease is really good at just uh, transmitting from person to person. So if you're close enough to someone to have sex, you are close enough to, to uh, do, do the rona, get the rona as they say. Do the Rona. <laughs> yeah, you definitely have to watch out for that pre contact, don't you? I don't know what you're talking about. Everything that leads up to it. I still don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> 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 All right, second question. Can I catch coronavirus from sitting on the toilet? No, nah, wash your hands. Can I catch it from picking up objects such as kettlebells? Potentially, yes, but unlikely. If I have any viral load and leave it on a mouse, a drink, a kettlebell, you know, a squat rack, and someone else comes and they rub their hand all over it and then they lick their fingers and rub their eyes, yeah. But it's unlikely you would do that, especially now people are a lot more aware of what they're touching and how they're doing it. 
So no, I, I would say it's unlikely. Wash your hands. Yeah, and as a germaphobe myself, I always find that the best thing to do is just not touch your face because regardless of what's on your hands or other people's hands or other people's objects, as long as you don't bring it to your face, it should be okay. Um, next question. Should my child go back to school June 1st? I understand that the UK has ordered you know, certain children to go back to school as of June 1st. Yeah, um, it's kind of a trade-off between your child's education and general social well-being and their actual health um maybe this isn't a quick fire cue but it depends is the answer if you live in london if you live in the center of a city edinburgh wherever and or new york and we're global sweetie and your child is going to be in contact with other children whose parents are jet setters or they're working all over the world or meeting people from all over the world no absolutely not if you live in the middle of a village with eight people and there's three kids in the school and they go and see the same people day in, day out, that that's okay during the current conditions where they're not seeing other members of family. Yeah, and, you know, as a person who's worked in education, let me just inter- interject here. Um, it's interesting because we've had several countries, like I think New Zealand, they have had their kids go back to school because they've been able to control their cases. But then you, I think just today they announced, I think it was Japan, um, that is going to close schools again after they saw a surge in cases when children went back to school. So I think it really depends from country to country and how well they can oh, be, God, yeah. keep that controlled. Oh, God, yeah. What you remember is when you talk about New, New, New Zealand, you're talking about the population of fucking Birmingham, right? Yeah, of course. Spread over the size of, you know, the UK. Yeah, yeah. So Population um, density is the big factor, and that's why New York was hit so hard. That's why London was hit so hard. That's why... You know, those those places have been most effective. It, it's really down to population density. Yeah, and, and also, you know, as an educator myself, I think um, the other concerns that people could have about schools reopening or not reopening is the fact that not all children, not all families are affected the same way. Um, this not reopening schools will impact especially children from vulnerable socioeconomic backgrounds. Um and it has really, you know, this whole pandemic has really highlighted inequalities in all sections of society and education, unfortunately, is no exception. So here in Mexico, for example, we've had different states declare different things. You know, the state I'm in has said that we're not going back to school until next year, next school year. Um, and I think it's a wise decision because, you know, health wise, we just couldn't deal with it. Equally, though, when you have kids from more vulnerable backgrounds that do depend on school lunches or school, you know, support, emotional support, then you're talking about children who will be, you know, lacking the support even more by not going back to school. And that's also concerning. Um, It's extremely challenging because, as I know, because I work with young children, to reopen safely is simply just something you can't really do. Um, Children don't respect basic and essential principles like social distancing or minimal contact. So, you know, I think that would be extremely hard and it's something to really evaluate as things move forward. Um, But moving on, should I avoid? I was going to say, this is supposed to be the quick fire round, sweetie. You've got muddled. (laughs) I know, I know. Might not be so quick after all, but moving on then. Should I avoid ibuprofen? Based on the data currently available, go for aspirin instead. Now, the reason for that is to do with uh, what's called an ACE2 inhibitor that's expressed in all our bodies. If the data that we're seeing is correct, just go for aspirin. Having ibuprofen is not dangerous. It doesn't make it any worse. But if you are susceptible to it, it makes you more susceptible. Now, you know, you can be asymptomatic, meaning you've got it, but it doesn't bother you, and take ibuprofen and still be fine. But as, as if you can not take it and, re, and instead for for an aspirin or, or a, a paracetamol in favour of it, sure, you know, it, it that now I must put a blanket statement out here. Ibuprofen does not cause, increase, or make it worse. Right. Right. Okay. Do yes, you agree so. with me or something? Uh, I, I've heard <laughs> I've heard a lot about this. You know, big campaign of not medicate with ibuprofen use paracetamol and i think you know people kind of freak out and not sure exactly why so thank you for clearing that up 
Um, if I have symptoms, but they are not too bad, what should I do? You should self-isolate for 14 days. It's just not worth losing a loved one or someone else losing their loved one because you've got a very bad fever and a cough, but you still want to try and be that champion that turns up on work every day and goes in on time because you never had a sick, sick day. Like, bruh, this is bigger than you and your fucking clean sheet now. Um, yeah, that's true. Realistically, and I always ask Lewis this question because of the field that he's in. Realistically, sweetie, when do you see a vaccine being available? Well, when I wrote my notes, it was 12 months, but now they're saying September. Um, Is that even possible? I, I don't know. It's unprecedented. I feel that pharmaceutical companies need to work together and be transparent, but none of them are charities and they are all businesses. And as transparent as they are, I'm sure they're not truly there. And that will hinder progress, um, which is understandable. I just hope that the regulation and policy that is in place for approval remains untouched. And that's what's important here is that we don't rush is that we say, no, we'll do it properly and by the book because the policy is there for a reason. We've had awful and horrendous accidents and mistakes happen before that have cost lives and people a lot of suffering. And in a future episodes, we are going to be talking about some of those. Absolutely. Um, and so there's been a lot of talk about a second wave, particularly from data collected from the last pandemic that we saw, the 1918 Spanish influenza. In your opinion, as a scientist, I, I'm positive that we have more resources and knowledge now as a society to effectively avoid having another death toll like the one we estimated 100 years ago. Because official numbers and what we estimate, the death toll we actually estimate are very different, right? Um, what tools and knowledge do we have now that we didn't have back then that could really help us avoid this? Well, it's our best ally and our worst ally, social media. You know, yes, we have a lot of fake news and thankfully for so we exist. But there are so many communities on there and groups on there aiding, supporting each other where they can reach out and say, look, just stay in your homes. We know it's for the best, but are you okay? We're able to say, let's all go out in the UK. We've been clapping for our nurses, our carers, our doctors, um, fire fire." Like called fire officers, the fucking word. Fire marshals, the firefighters, there we go. Um, and the prison officers, the forgotten service, the prison officers, and all the other services in between. Um, social media has been really good at kind of enforcing that. We've kind of become almost vigilante in our own way where people will record people sat down. I've sent you Snapchats of groups of people in the park. I'm saying these fucking idiots are all going to die, or at least their grandmas are going to die. And I think that's very powerful. Yeah, I think so too. And I think this is why we're also looking into the development of like apps and tracing apps that are not perfect. But I think we're definitely trying to incorporate technology to help us. Um, you know, that's something oh God, that we yeah. didn't have. Globalization has been a real positive. Say what you want about globalization. It's been a real positive. Absolutely. And I think we definitely have so much more knowledge on, you know, viruses, immunization, what works, what doesn't work now than, you know, the people in 1918 really did. So I'm hoping that that is enough to avoid a second wave that is deadlier than the first one that we're seeing. And I'll just add, because I always got to get my blows in, um, we're not as religious in within general communities in the Western world as we were back in 1918, and that's a huge favour. You know, not only obviously science progressed, medicine's progressed, we've got better treatments, but people aren't oh, well, God will sort it out. They're like, no, you need to wash your hands and use soap to do it. You need to use this antibacterial. Use your 70% ethanol. In general, I think science literacy around the world is much better now than it was before. And, you know, hopefully we can keep... Well, I'd have thought so, but I'm still reading shit about 5G and Bill Gates. <laughs> well, you got some, right? Some of those. Finally. Yeah, I'm a knock them out. <laughs> so for the final question of the fire, not so fire round. What do you make of the approach Sweden took compared to the majority of countries around the world and Europe? For those who don't um, are not really aware, Sweden 
opted against a lot of social distancing protocols and quarantine protocols that the rest of the world kind of implemented. So they're kind of going about their normal day more or less normally. They're kind of counting on their citizens to social distance and to be responsible at washing their hands and stuff like that, but they've never gone into like real quarantine. So what do you think about that, Lou? Well, it's a failure, isn't it? We know it's failed. They tried, they failed, and it was honourable. They didn't want to put their citizens in lockdown any more than, than the UK government wanted to put their citizens in lockdown, any more than the US wanted to put their citizens in lockdown, any more than China wanted to put their citizens in lockdown. Um, and also, population density there is low. Right? I'm guessing that what their approach with this was herd immunity, wasn't it? I believe so, um, but... I think that in their head, they could control it just from the fact of, of geography that no one's moved. Everywhere else is locked down, so no one can go in or out. Anyone in Switzerland can go see who they want because they're not going to see anyone else. Airports are shut. Europe's shut. So they can carry on. Yeah. I think a death toll a couple of weeks ago reached over 2,000 people. So I think it depends on how you, how you see it, right? It's definitely not a win. Um, they still definitely had people die but i think it takes a lot more than that to actually get or gain herd immunity well this is the thing is if one person dies your approach has failed Mm -hmm. right simple as that and no country in the world is able to put their hands in the air and say yeah we got it right because people have died plus i i think from what i understand this herd immunity approach it would include having to you know from a lack of vaccine you would need to have over 70 percent of your population be infected with coronavirus or somehow have the antibodies in there for it to actually work yeah i believe it's i believe it's 60 percent or 75 if you're an epidemiologist and you're listening don't know why you, you still are at this point please do do email us at barrierinfectnews at gmail.com and do confirm that but to my knowledge it's about 60 percent and yeah, I mean, it's noble and commendable, but ultimately people yeah, have died. Absolutely. You know, and this isn't saying Sweden got it wrong. Every country has got it wrong. No country's got this right. People say, oh, South Korea, it's so good. People but there are countries who have definitely handled it better than others, I think. And, you know, New Zealand, um, South Korea. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, yeah if you want to. <laughs> If you want to talk about relativity, yeah, you go look at what President Pig shit's Absolutely. done over there, then yeah. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, like, maybe no country has been free from the scar of having people dying or being having their economies affected, but I think in general, you know, it's not fair to throw everybody on the same kind of pot of it's been handled poorly. There's definitely been countries that have done better job than others and I, I, I agree with you when you say you know i think it has to do with population density has to do with education and has to do with so many other factors so well yeah and that and mm-hmm. class you know especially in like you in mexico well you know it, it's not it's not that anymore it, but i think it definitely we definitely saw it yeah initially it, no, it definitely initially, was a um an imported thing and it came from people who had traveled to the u.s to europe and stuff like that and not everybody can afford to do that it's now definitely, you know, much more widespread um, as everywhere else. And so it didn't discriminate. Well, let's round up that quick fire, <laughs> not so quick fire round, shall we? And if there's any contributions, questions that you want to say, as I've repeated before, there's nothing too stupid. Get in touch with us, news at gmail.com. Why is sperm white? Ask us. We'll find out and we'll tell you why. There's good pub chat for you. <laughs> stupid pub chat. And speaking of <laughs> stupid, should we have a look at these tweets? Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing some of these tweets. What a piece of music that is. God, let's get fired up. So this is let's launch into the not quite the final part of the show. We're gonna be reading out social media posts that these are things that people actually wrote and I'm sure when they wrote them they believed it they were wrote with intent and with vigor but when you put them on paper you realize just how deluded and really ignorant some of them are oh, some of them are just insane like I don't I don't even know what some of these are saying really to be honest 
yeah, and you've just had the notes in front of you. I, I'm, you know, going through social media. I'm finding these, so you don't have to. Oh, thank God. And as I'm writing them down, <laughs> I'm thinking. <laughs> you see, and who said chivalry was dead? There we go. The things you do for love. I do it so you don't have to. Oh, my God. Let's see what stupid shite people have been tweeting this week. Kick us off with number one, Maria. All right. This is one that I don't really get. All right. Number one. Irish patriots gathered at hashtag Merck, at Merck plant in swords, hashtag Dublin today, hashtag big pharma vaccines, dollar sign, dollar sign, have been harming our children for too long. They'll be going back to the US at real Donald Trump soon, hashtag no mandatory vaccine, hashtag the great awakening worldwide. Wow, that's a lot there. Yeah, I know, so much was going on. This was um, Merck, Merck is a, a pharmaceutical company, a big pharmaceutical company. Uh, uh, this was someone with photos. This was a legitimate tweet outside of the Merck plant, where the research labs are at the Dublin facility. And they were taking, there was a photo of them there along with a few other idiots. And they were saying, you know, there's some American woman in Ireland saying, Trump doesn't need to give this mandatory vaccine, blah, blah, blah. And, oh God, just run. We can talk about vaccines next week. All right, show us number two. It only took a virus with 99% survival rate to convince Americans to give up their rights. Not me. I'm keeping all my AR-15s and not taking that Bill Gates cancer vaccine. Hashtag USA. Hashtag America. <laughs> That's insane. I oh, mean, my God. And that account. Cancer vaccine? I was going to say, I think that account had like the, you know, their picture was an American flag and it was all hashtag. M-A-G-A and hashtag 2A and blah, blah, blah. And I don't want to get too political. But oh, my God. What a load of crap. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. What a load of crap. I know. And to give up the rights. Like, what was your right? To go get a massage? Go get a haircut? Everybody's equally <laughs> annoyed, you know? Like, I saw protest signs that said, like, you know, massages are essentially, we're like, really? Do you think so, Jesus Ken? Christ. Oh, number three. Vaccine or no vaccine, we're back. Hashtag fighters. So okay. that, that, that was from a Facebook post. That was, for the fine folks who are listening, this was someone protesting to reopen the United States, to reopen the economy so they could, Karen could go get her fucking nails done. And it was, vaccine or no vaccine, we're back. Hashtag fighters. So what they're basically saying is, I don't care if you die or anyone you know dies. I'm getting my hair cut. That's what that message is saying. Oh, God, that's insane. It's awful, yeah. Here's number four. Did you know that over 2,000 studies have been carried out on hashtag 5G, all indicating it's harmful to human slash animal slash plant life? And did you know, whilst we've been in lockdown, cell towers have been erected? Now ask yourself, why? Oh my gosh. I know. Oh, there are so many things about <laughs> like, this tweet. This, this person, I don't know who they are because I didn't write their names down because I ain't giving them any fucking publicity, even if it is to both of our listeners, me being one and my mum being the other. Hi, mum. <laughs> right. Oh my God. Hi, Maxine. Hi. <laughs> she might not want her name being public. <laughs> oh my God. Well, you said yours. It's fine. So, first of all, I'd like to address, what are the 2,000 studies? Like, wow, these scientists are really on top of their 5G studies. You know, 2,000 in, like, a couple of months? That's insane. Over. No, no, over 2,000. Oh, sorry. 2,000-plus studies have been conducted. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, that's insane. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. And this whole, like, did you know that cell towers are being erected? Like, where is this person living? Like, what are they building next to their house? Like, I'm so curious. Oh, I wish I could get some 5G. I might be able to get us. thing is, right, this is what fucks me off the most, is these people say, 5G's causing this and 5G's causing that. You go under a bridge, you got no signal on your phone. <laughs> you in your car, you got no signal on your phone. I go under a fucking umbrella, I lose signal, yeah. right? And you're telling me that same stuff that's losing signal and cutting out any time I cough on it is causing me damage. Sure. <laughs> Sure. So, so that that kind of, yeah, it flows perfectly into the next tweet, mind you. I this is all in caps lock, and I'm not very good at, you know, yelling aggressively. So, <laughs> I'm just gonna do the best I can right now. It says, 
5G tower are killing, we imagine the damages this might have on us and on our kids. The coronavirus lies, deadly 5G radiation poisoning in disguise. Wake up, sheeple, say no to 5G towers. First of all, I'd like to comment that there are no, there's no punctuation in this tweet, and this makes it very confusing to read. And the fact is in caps, this person was angry. I know, and I'm not exactly sure how, you know, okay, they're killing the bees, and it's a deadly 5G radiation poisoning. Is there any radiation in 5G, sweetie? Well, it depends on the, on a technical definition of radiation. Yeah, the same way we see light and when we turn a torch on and shine it in our eyeballs with doused radiation. Radiation that would poison you? None. Nada. Zero. It's just radio. It's what you have coming out of your goddamn car when you're going on the motorway to see your grandmother. Yeah. It's what we are now. When people listen to us, they'll be listening on the radio. Yeah. Sound waves, radiation. All is. And keep downloading and tell your friends to download us as well, goddammit. Let them get radiated as we disseminate and disseminate. <laughs> oh, shit, it's my... <laughs> I'm number six. <laughs> I don't even remember writing this one out. Right. Bill Gates intentionally developed coronavirus in his lab, which put the whole world in lockdown. Now he'll develop a vaccine which contain nanocells, which will remove religion from our bodies. Those nanocells... Controlled by 5G towers. This person clearly knows everything. Someone, someone actually wrote that. <laughs> I can't believe they said we'll remove religion from our bodies. Wow. <laughs> religion being removed from our bodies is the most terrifying thing. <laughs> this is why I never go I mean, into surgery. <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm afraid that one day. Exactly. What if they accidentally cut the religion out of me? I was supposed to give them a circumcision. I could it's religion. basically i am now worshiping satan the religion has left my body so i went in for a sex chain i come out with no religion oh god that's not all they removed (laughs) basically number seven all right oh this is a wild ride all right the tweet says it's obvious that 5g cell towers do not cause covid19 it's just enhancing our regular flu that we normally get. Wow, okay. <laughs> Finally a visionary. <laughs> That's so funny. I mean... Yeah, someone wrote that. Someone sat down at their computer on their phone and they just thought, you know what? It's obvious that 5G cell towers don't cause COVID-19. It's just enhancing our regular flu. At least they've got kind of like concept of 5G enhancing something. Damn <laughs> <laughs> maybe i should start putting the names of these people but no i don't want to no no go on sweetie number eight number eight the sickness and death coming from 5g will be labeled as another disease and slash or a combination of things they will come with their solution and we know what happens next 4g is no comparison to the new infrastructure 5g requires lol the lol at the end just makes it so much better <laughs> like do what you want it's okay. And I was like, I saw it and I was like, this is not real. Like, this is a satirical account. This is a parody. This is someone just replying to bullshit. I went through and it, I think it was a reply to a fucking Trump tweet, right? Which is where I got most of these. Surprise, surprise. President pig shit. Um, I've got it on the account and it's, you know, a shitty selfie because it's a boomer and a big flag behind them. And it's, you know, their bio is just, you know, hashtag America, hashtag 2A, hashtag M-A-N-G-A. I'm going through the rest of their tweets trying to find more satirical stuff. And I'm all like, oh, this is legit. Oh, God. This is bad. <laughs> like, this is really bad. Oh, because, yeah, it, it wasn't a plea. It was a reply to one of President Pigshit's tweets because number nine is the reply to what I've just said. Oh. So this one is a reply to the one that was just said. It says, no. Another moron. Two morons arguing with each other because neither of them know their ass from their appetite. Alright, so it says no, because when you are connected to your heart's consciousness, you can take command of technology and instruct it to serve your health and well-being. The dark think they can control, but they're limited by their low frequency. Love is the ultimate frequency and control. <laughs> Oh my gosh, what is this person on? Oh my goodness. Oh, yeah, I don't even know if that was the first. Like, what's funny is if that was 900 messages later into this thread chain and you saw that, you'd be like, well, they obviously got off topic. That was like the top reply 
to this fucking tweet. Yeah, list. and I mean, like, I guess I kind of respect their, you know, good vibe uh, thing going on, but at the same time, it's like, if you think your heart's consciousness is, I wonder if that's where the religion lives in you, um, commands technology and you can instruct it, I'm not Don't too sure, <laughs> you know, what the person is saying. Love is the ultimate frequency and control. Interesting. <laughs> So before I read the last one out, what's your favorite? Uh, I quite like the one I just read. The love is the ultimate frequency and control. I think that one's like... Ah, uh, you can't read that again. No, because when you are connected to your heart's consciousness... No, I'm reading it now. You can take command of technology. <laughs> no, I like that one. It's like, I'm kind of inspired by it, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know where you're going with this girl. So here's a little true story actually i before starting this podcast i heard the 5g stuff and i was like man i've got to do something to not talk to the 5g people because they're fucking idiots it's people who just don't know it's bullshit or can't put into words that it's bullshit and a friend of mine put a post up and he shared the covid19 data for the uk based on uh nhs england data or ons statistics i can't remember which but it was legitimate data that they had at the time and i'm about to press like and then i see like where it says you know on facebook when it says how many comments they had it was like 39 so i go on and someone has said oh this isn't true this is this is when they start spouting the conspiracy stuff right the bullshit the 5g the blah the blah 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 and i said to this guy i says you know, you blog every day, you want to be an influencer, why don't you just put this person on blast on your account, name them and shame them and say, fuck you and your stupid, ill-informed, uneducated, dangerous opinion, you're wrong, you're bullshit and you know it's bullshit. You come in here into my conversation, my thread to spout this bullshit, you spread misinformation and then you act like a Mother Teresa of truth and pretend that you're all peace and oh, love and light to all. I'm just telling you, question what you don't know. Fuck you. And that was one of the reasons why. And that last one there that you just read is kind of the same vein as this person. And I said to my friend, I said, why don't you fucking delete this shit or put them on blast? You'll get more respect from everybody for standing up and having an opinion instead of trying to be like, oh, well, well yeah, well, you know, never thought about it like that. Or, Fuck them. You know it's bullshit. Shit. And more importantly, I think when it comes to these tweets, like while the last one is kind of cute and sort of funny, but dangerous. Um, you know, I, ultimately it's dangerous, right? It's it's dangerous to play with health this way. Oh god, yeah. I'm gonna read a couple more because I need to laugh and calm myself down before I have a fucking aneurysm from reading this. <laughs> Come on, what's your second favorite? Um, I think maybe the one where it's just enhancing a regular flu is pretty funny too. Like, I love that it starts off when you're thinking, oh, this guy, like, actually really knows what he's talking about. And then it's like, it just enhances it. You're like, oh, wow. <laughs> do you want me to do the shouty one? Oh, please do. I feel like I didn't do it justice. Right, so it's all in caps. I'll have a go. Turn your volume down. 5G tower are killing B. Imagine the damage this might have on us and our kids. The corona, your life is deadly. 5G radiation poison in disguise. Wake up, sheeple. Say no to 5G towers. <laughs> What we might do is, <laughs> yeah, what we, <laughs> I said, turn your volume down. What we might have to do is keep hold of all of these. And then in like the end of a year or when a year's passed, if we're still doing this, rank them and go through like an ultimate, I have just a whole episode where we talk tweets of the week. Oh, absolutely. We should do like a tweet of the year. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe a <laughs> knockout competition. Yeah. All second, right. And our last one. Do no, you no, 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 I need to read this one again. Stop. I need to go back and read this oh, one. Gosh. Where is it? I've lost me notes. Here we go. Did you know that over 2,000 studies have been carried out on hashtag 5G, all indicating it's harmful to human slash animal slash plant life? Did you know that while we've been in lockdown, sow towers are being erected? Ask yourself, why? <laughs> it's the same thing I said. These people, they come in act like the mother Teresa of truth and peace. Fuck off. God, enough of that garbage. Yeah, I need something to rip up. Fuck these fucking tweets. Fucking idiots. Right, and then to finish off, tweet number 10. This is a tweet that's actually worth reading, and I think I'm going to have to do one of these every week because it makes me feel better about the shit that I have to go through 
So this was tweeted by at Why Sharks Matter, who's a doctor in oceanography, I believe. And he said this, quote, if you find that your admittedly uninformed personal opinion disagrees with expert consensus on a technical topic, please consider that the all experts know something I don't is a more likely explanation than, quote, I alone solve the complex problem experts have long been studying. What yeah, that's that's a good one. Yeah, absolutely. And that that is how you silence these idiots. Like your opinion is just that you can't argue with facts and hard data. You're wrong. And now the fine folk who've downloaded, they know about five G. They know it's not corona causing. They know it's just radio waves, and maybe a bit more if they chose to listen and not switch off while I ramble. And they can say when these cretins come up and talk about five G, fuck you, you're wrong, and fuck you, I'm right. And that's what we want. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, as long as it helps everybody, you know, on a safety level where we can, the, the problem with, with misinformation is that it's dangerous, especially when it comes to health. So, you know, there are people who know about this. Listen to them. Oh, God, absolutely. 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 And guys, if you have any, I don't want to say friends, I use the term friends somewhat loosely, contacts who you know tweet shit like this, write shit like this, send it in. We want to see it at, not at, well, you can tweet it to us at uh, BF News Podcast. Email it, buryingfakenews at gmail.com. We want to hear it. if If you've got some contributions, we'll put them in our Tweet of the Week section. We'll read them out and we'll take the fist. Oh, gee whiz. I need to relax after all that and calm down a bit, sweetie. <laughs> I, I bet. Oh, my God. do I, Boy, do I need to relax and calm down after that. Yeah. Maybe I should read a paper. Speaking of which, look at that for a segue. That's as rough as a badger's ass, as we say <laughs> in the UK. You ever heard that one? I think you've mentioned it several times. The poor badger. <laughs> So this is kind of where we're going to round off. It's called Paper of the Week, or I ain't got a cooler word for it yet. We'll work on that. Paper of the Week. This is where I go and find a peer-reviewed paper that's been published, and I discuss why it's good, why it's not so good, and what it means for you guys at home, how it can affect your life. And the reason for this is if you go on you know, the, the Sky News app onto BBC, there's always a science area where they'll talk about publication, but they, they, they're like, Scientists cure cancer. It's like, well, no, they just saw better rates of success against placebo on a new drug, right? And that's kind of what we're talking about here. It's sifting through the waffle to tell you what it actually means and how it affects your life within a realistic time frame. Does that sound about right, sweetie? That sounds fantastic. Let's see what's this pa- what's this paper about. For uh, the very first episode of the BFM News podcast. I chose to go for a paper I found in Nature Medicine, and it's called Safety and Feasibility of CRISPR-Edited T-Cells in Patients Refractory Non-Small Cell Lung Cancer. Did you get all that? Mm-hmm. That's quite a few big words, but I'm guessing it talks about the safety of CRISPR-edited T-cells. <laughs> so for those who don't know, CRISPR-Cas9 is a way that we can edit genes like we'd edit a fucking Word document. It's extremely powerful and very useful. It's also very dangerous. I mean, you can think about the ethical implications of this. You can take an entire race of white mice and turn them into brown mice and vice versa. So it's extremely powerful and very potentially dangerous technology. But we're also using it for health, where we can take faulty genes and get basically just write them out of our system. So this report looked at the safety and feasibility of using this in patients with non-small cell lung cancer. This work is from China. I don't have the author's name in front of me. But if you just Google what I said, which was safety and feasibility of CRISPR-edited T-cells in patients refractory non-small cell lung cancer, you'll get the paper up in Nature Medicine. They take... This is, I, to my knowledge, the first human trial of CRISPR gene editing technology. It, this is the first human trial. It shows that the treatment is safe and it's lasting and that's big really big and we're still 10 to 12 15 years away from this being commonplace therapy right if you know at its very best the timeline is just phenomenal but that's not how research is and that's not how science works but the team here they use crispr to switch off what they call a pd1 gene this when active this gene um, enables the spread of cancer 
So they took these patients and they injected them with their own immune cells where they just switched it off and they prevented the, the spread just through that. Wow. So they just said, they, there's a, yeah, there's a piece of cone that just says, we must spread. And they just rewrote it and said, we must not spread. And they That's found amazing. that it was still detectable in the blood up to um, four weeks later. It's groundbreaking. It's, it's mega. It is truly mega. That's mega amazing. because it's the first, mega because it's good, and that one day, this is real treatment for real people. This isn't a purely academic question that they've answered. This is a really cool bit of work. Yeah, it's applicable science, isn't it? Um, the authors, I just like to mention, are so many. They are Lou et et al, I would say, because they are just too many. But the first author's last name is Lou. Oh, it's, it's a big project. You know, you've got doctors, you've got scientists, you've got people in the lab. You've got a big team, you know, across probably three or four different institutes. Absolutely. But that's yeah. amazing. That's really good news. And it's in Nature Med. So this is out of China. And just for those who aren't aware, um, this work has been sent not only to China, but it's been sent around the world for experts to look out. Experts have read it and gone through it. And other people, independent to them, have said, yes, this is correct. What you've done reads, you know, because not everyone's familiar with the concept of academic publishing, really. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, there is, from this is something I learned in my master's, is that there's so much important information out there from um, academic publishing and uh, academic you know, studies that should be made available to people in a way that is accurate and realistic you know not this whole scientists cure cancer for the first time you know um but this is a paper that from what you tell us is could really make um a difference you know as long as it keeps on being tested so that's really amazing and you know crispr um, I've been so fascinated with it since it came out and I've started reading up on it, um, this whole gene editing technology. And I think it has so much potential. And you and I have had several conversations about this. And at the same time, it's so controversial and it's being so controlled, right? Um, so I think maybe we oh, should God, do yeah. an episode oh, God, in, yeah. in the future, you know, exploring this because it, I think it's just really a really big direction in the future of medicine and therapies. And we can also talk about why it's so controversial. Does that mean I've got to read some biology? Absolutely, sweetie. Start reading up. <sighs> Fucking biology. I'm a student <laughs> of all sciences, but Jesus, biology, come on. He's basically <laughs> a, bio a, a biologist too, but he just called himself a chemist. He likes biology. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to, there you have it, folks. If you want to hear the Chris Barcast 9 editing episode. We'll do an entire hour dedicated to do it. Writers, there it is again, burying at gmail.com. Tell us about it. Um, speaking of telling us about it, so really I'm going to tell you to tell me it's time to go home. Yeah, I think it's uh, time to wrap up. It's bedtime. It's definitely bedtime <laughs> for you. <laughs> in oh, case you God, guys didn't notice, I'm in Mexico, but he's in the UK. Our time difference works out. So that he is uh, going to bed and I'm going to go to dinner soon. There. Thanks for giving away all our business there, sweetie. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, six hours, time is different. Plus, we've got guests to kind of coordinate with as well. It's going to make it for an interesting podcast, at least in the current climate, until that changes. Um, but there you have it, folks. Thank you for staying with us. If you are still with us and you haven't dropped off or fell into the jaws of infinity, the inaugural edition, the first of hopefully many episodes bearing fake news the show where we hope to talk to you as people and not as i don't know well well condescending is is how i would describe most scientists um we want to give you the ammo needed to shut down the fake news and there's so much of it and going forward we hope we can do more episodes like this and generally batter the people up who've been writing this crap um yeah information is power Oh, isn't it just... And it should be free, but that's for another fucking day. And I, hit, <laughs> I hit the table and I've got to edit that out. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter, at BF News Podcast. Instagram, Burying Fake News. We're on Facebook. YouTube, I'm sure I've got it up already, Burying Fake News. Like, subscribe. Help us sanitize the web of misinformation. I will say this very briefly. There is a Patreon set up. 
um, something along the lines of burying fake news. Please don't all rush there at once. Both of you, please don't rush there at once. I'm still trying to work it out <laughs> and figure it out. Um, yeah. Hang on, mum. I don't want to just have this kind of, oh, thank you for supporting us kind of mentality. I want to give you something back and I'm trying to work out a scheme to have tiers where you get something back for your input. Um, and I think that's the fairest way to do it because I can't, there's no way we can say, oh, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll sort something out and that's sort of the finer detail that'll be coming out in the coming episodes as we'll talk more about it. Next week, we're talking about Bill Gates, the World Health Organization, Disney, and we're also going to discuss... Uh, Dr. Judy Mokovitz and this, well, disgraced doctor, a lying piece of shit who's brought shame to the scientific community, becoming oh, the very God. thing she swore to destroy. Yeah, oh God, yeah, absolutely. Just absolute reckless selfishness. You know, this, we haven't seen this since the, the autism cause, the, the vaccines cause autism um, debacle yeah. a little while ago. This was money. Money! This is the problem. Money. Everyone has the price. All right, sweetie. That sounds so interesting, and I'm sure we'll get to it next week. And we got a guest. <laughs> we do have a guest. It should be really, really interesting. Wow, that sold it. So <laughs> we've got a very special guest joining us next week. Um, they are working for the NHS as a biomedical scientist, and they're going to talk to us a little bit more about what they've seen on the front lines and how that's affected kind of well their job, their day to day, and a little bit more about what we can do going forward, their opinions on the uprise of fake news and this just absolute surge of shit that there is out there currently. And if they want to offer me $2 million to join them, I, like Judy Mokovitz, I'm sure will have my price. And we'll talk about <laughs> her too. I can't wait to talk uh, to on the front lines. It should be exciting. Yeah, if you have any questions for them, get them in yeah, now because we've not done the interview yet. So burying at gmail.com. Write to us. Tell us. Golly. Say goodnight, Em. Good night, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Oh, you missed the classic joke. You say, say goodnight, Em, and then you say goodnight, Em, and then we go. Oh, I don't know that one. All right. Play <laughs> <Lay> it out. <laughs>